You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hey everyone, you're listening to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. I'm your host Andrew Ebanov and I have heard from a few listeners recently that they uh, didn't know about my connection with Dotted Music when started listening to the show. So guess from now on I will be at the release uh, mentioning our music marketing agency, which I'm a founder and CEO of. If you want to find out more about how we help music brands grow, uh, mainly indie musicians, but uh, all the various uh, uh, other kinds of uh, music entities and brands as well, fill out the form at agency.dotedmusic.com. So datamusic.com is the blog where you can also find the show notes to all the episodes of this podcast uh, and agency.datamusic.com is a website for the agency. We are going to launch a new one um, uh, finally very soon. Uh, I have been working on uh, redesigning that one for quite some time now. And uh, yeah, so uh, fill out the form. Uh, there is a link at the very bottom of the page and they will get back uh, to you quickly and see if uh, we can be of help with growing your brand. The guest of today's podcast episode is Elroy Spoonface Powell, also known simply as Spoon, who's a British singer, voice artist, a social entrepreneur and publisher, being a founder of DMS or Digital Music Solutions. You can find a link to their website uh, as well as um, uh, a very short YouTube video um, covering some of their social activities in the show notes um, at datamusic.com. Spoon just wrote and released a book called How to Think Beyond a Chart Position, A Hundred Things I Wish Someone Told Me Before I Joined the Music Industry. It's a short but powerful piece, a reflection on his past and uh, an advice for an emerging talent. I'd say that the key words for today's show could be sustainability, balance and wellness. And uh, you'll learn why if you listen to this one in full. Spoon does give marketing advice and the end of this brief episode as well, though. I really like the topics we covered and you probably can tell that because apparently I talked more than Spoon during our interview. In any case, please share your thoughts uh, on the matter on the Data Music blog, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Anyway, you find uh, this uh, very show and you can uh, drop an email to Spoon directly and me uh, would love to hear your feedback. Now, let's begin. Hey Spoon, thank you for agreeing to be on my uh, show. Welcome to Music Growth Talks podcast. Thank you very much and thank you to uh, Angela for uh, connecting us. It's, uh, Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes, it's very appropriate to give a shout out to Angela for connecting us. Indeed, it was, I think, a year or two ago and it was mainly about the uh, diverse music solutions, but um, it's been really cool to be in touch with you since then. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love what you're doing uh, to help musicians. Thank you. And likewise, and uh, we are going to talk about um, uh, some of uh, the things uh, 
you've been doing in the music industry and some of the advice you've been sharing with fellow musicians and, and industry professionals. Uh, and um, I always appreciate when people who've uh, you know been there, done that, spend some time to share their experience with others, especially with newcomers. And right now, uh, there are more musicians than ever probably, and a lot of people are entering the music world and uh, they get frustrated very quickly for a reason because there is no other way of being in the industry i guess especially at first uh, without being frustrated at least a bit and uh, oftentimes they don't have the right uh, knowledge to just understand how to cope with what's going on in this uh, big insane world and you've just published a book about just that, a short, nice, to the point. I like the the straightforward kind of format of it. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get there, yeah, do you mind just sharing briefly? I know that normally you would need like an hour to do that. And the, you, you explain your story in the book really well, but just briefly sharing uh, your background with our listeners. Thank you so much, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to... Um check out my book and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing more on that. I started as a singer. So almost about 20 years ago now, I got involved with the Black Legend Project as the voice because Barry White wouldn't give permission to use his vocals. And so my singing uh, tutor at the time, Lisa Millett, asked me if I'd like to go to Italy and give it a shot. So I think I was at uni at the time. I was like, sure, I'm going to get some pocket money and uh, travel almost for the first time. Of course, I'll jump on a plane and give it a go. And um, when I got back, I didn't think much of it. And then power, I, I was being approached to do mainstream chart shows. So I did what was Top of the Pops at the time. Uh, the song went to number one in the charts. And yeah, I was doing a lot of traveling around Europe to perform and so on. And then after that, there was just so much pressure, so much pressure to follow up with another song, but also this conflict with me being a young guy having a strong idea about what I wanted to do, but the sort of experienced uh, heads of the of the record label and the people I'm working with, they felt it had to be something similar to what we already done, and they they wouldn't listen to a young guy who they felt was relatively new on the block, which I was, but still had a good sense of what where I felt things were working. So I had to just go with the flow and things didn't work out how we wanted them to with regards to the follow-ups. And so there was just this massive dip in my career. So I went from traveling on private jets and all that kind of stuff to sleeping on my mom's floor, wondering, goodness me, how on earth did I end up here? And so, yeah, I had to learn to let go of the expectation and the pressure and again, tap into who I was and what it was that felt right for me and rebuild my career again, which is um, a since which has since been amazing. I'm now working in, uh, I run a music publishing company and a social enterprise. I'm an actor, a voiceover artist, and I also assist at the Music Publishers Association. I, I sit on a number of their committees and uh, I just love sort of connecting the dots. Awesome. Just to, uh, trying to, you know, build a, a basic kind of timeline in my mind right now. I don't recall where... What year approximately exactly the Black Legend hit was uh, released? So it was the summer of 2000. I think I've um, 
because of, of my drum and bass background, I remember seeing uh, your name in a high contrast track. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so you've done quite a few col- uh, collaborations uh, afterwards uh, during the yeah between I guess 2000-2010 around those years, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, high contrast, Illogic and Raft did some work with Hospital Records yeah. and uh, Emotive, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know Decline, Wizard, Freak, Nasty. We did remixes for people like Kelis and uh, I worked with Craig David and a lot of other people. Really, just yeah, just went right in. Beautiful. So uh, you you definitely have uh, the experiences and with uh, your kind of major label experiences well here and we've uh, working in different uh, areas of the industry including licensing which is a very important uh, a crucial monetization channel for artists but you just wrote a book about the things you wish you knew about about the industry before or when you were just uh, getting started <laughs> in there which area of of life you wish you uh, you knew more about so what is it the uh, monetization parts just how the music business operates or something about your health or just the work life balance which area you think is you miss on the most if it makes sense so yeah in the book uh, how to think beyond the chart position i generally mention five key areas that i feel are important for consideration and I have fun and there are a hundred specific points that I share, but ultimately these five key areas are what helped me later on. But of course, I wouldn't have arrived at that point if I hadn't experienced what I uh, went through. So for me, it's um, having a, a big idea, a purpose, have, figuring out why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then looking at my belief in myself, but also taking the time to detoxify my circle regularly in order to have the, the best sort of frame of mind and focus And then building, building skills, relationships and experiences with emotional intelligence and maturity, ensuring that we're um, demonstrating value at all times and and showing how we're creating a win-win situation for every relationship that we connect with. You know, it's not just about taking. And then also how to avoid burnout and maintain balance and balance, not just in how am I paying my bills, how am I looking after myself and so on, but how are we giving forward to our community so that we create our own economy? And I guess along the way, subconsciously, I was doing a lot of that. But to consciously think about that all the time has helped me tremendously. And to answer your question, I feel there is definitely more leaning towards wellness and balance because um, they're the two areas I feel are neglected the most for creative people, but people generally We get so caught up driving towards our careers and our ideas of success. We forget to look after ourselves. We forget to stay connected to the people that matter. And uh, wellness in terms of not just spirit, mind and body, but your financial wealth and how we make it grow, how we maintain it so that we can stay afloat and create sustainability. Right. Yeah. I, and yeah, I'm not, I don't want to kind of spoil the, the, the book by quoting the exact you know, since you you mentioned there, but I want us our listeners to stay intrigued. But uh, what what you just mentioned is an uh, overview makes makes a lot of sense, and I like this vibe I'm getting from you on the on this message that's uh, okay not to be you know recognizing the whole world or so nationwide artists uh, to be this top forty 
you know band to a musician to uh, to really be successful so a definition of success is something that i talk about quite a lot as well like you are the one defining it and you can be a successful and profitable musician just doing the right thing in your niche and uh, this is just the kind of one of the things I, I I got after reading the 100 list myself kind of paid attention to because this is true. It's difficult to make money as a musician, but you can be successful and live a healthy and happy life without necessarily being a, a massive star. So I guess this is just sort of an obvious by this day, you know, uh, notion, but it's still important to be reminded about that because so many musicians Musicians entering the industry have very high expectations from my, from my experience. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, there's so many more details in the book, uh, including my own experiences that support a lot of you know, the reasoning behind why, you know, how I arrived at this place. And I totally support what you're saying there about defining your own idea of success. It's so true. Yeah. And some, you even shared some financial advice as well. Is it something you learned the hard way? about saving up for example yeah i mean i came my parents are from the caribbean from jamaica and um you know working class family we we didn't have a lot of education on um how to manage money growing up the the most we got told was to save you know just save a portion of it but not how to make it grow how to make it work for you i'm not a financial advisor but as a as an artist as a brand as a business we need to be thinking about what we're allocating to, th- to simple things like tax and just spending less than we're s- saving more than we're spending in order to grow and uh, looking at where we can invest the money so that it could give us a return and some residual income in the gaps whilst we're trying to find that next job, trying to get that next kick, trying to push towards our idea of success. Right, right, right. So one more thing about, uh, about the least something that I'm just, you know, kind of thinking about uh, the, the thoughts I've had uh, going through it and uh, things I've been paying attention and one was definitely about the creative aspects of it. And it seems like you advise not getting attached too much to the art you create. Uh, so there is one point where you advise creating songs at high professional standard, getting them mastered and just moving on to the next one. So can you comment on that? Maybe how, how do you approach your creative process and... Uh, you know how much effort and energy you you uh, you invest into a new song, for example. Yeah, I think as creative people, and specifically for me, there are times where I'm just a real perfectionist, and I'm never happy until it's just no, I need to sound like this, and I'm not going to release it until it's done. And I, I got to a point where I said, "What am I doing? You know, this isn't the only song or the only piece of art that I'm going to create. But each thing that we do is just a step." further towards wherever we're going so just do it let it out don't restrict it so i personally i get to a point where i feel that i've emptied as as much of myself into it as possible and then i let go and let it out into the world and not feel too precious about it because we then um add to our potential anxiety and stress around things and it may not be necessary it's been so important for me to look at it in that way but at the same time try to get the best sounding end product as possible because I've, I've been there. There are times where I haven't been, I haven't, I didn't have the money to go to Abbey Road or Metropolis or a big kind of mastering house to get that fin- that pop or like really strong polish on the end of a, at the end of a track. So I just had to 
either use a smaller place, send it and use, use someone that's working online or ask a friend. But you don't always get the results, but you just have to work with the best that you have available to you at the time. Don't let it stress you out and then keep moving. Hey, so you've been into martial arts from what I understand uh, for a long time, pretty much just as uh, the music industry. So what you are just saying, am I right that the way you you look at things related to music are somehow being inspired by by the, the uh, you know, the martial arts and uh, the whole mindset? Absolutely. And it's interesting how many creative people actually do martial arts. And for me, that journey started as a young young man just growing up in my community, wanting to feel safe, wanting to feel healthy and strong. I started training uh, Mudo Kwan Taekwondo. And um, my instructors at the time were just, they were my role models. All, all I'd ever seen was uh, Asian people on films doing these amazing things. And here I was with people of African descent, really highly skilled and pushing out really positive ideas about how to achieve our goals. You know, we had these tenets that we we abided by, you know, integrity, courtesy, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit, never giving up, never feeling defeated, being considerate to others, you know, and trying to build a more peaceful environment around us. And that really planted the seed in a lot of ways, as well as the love and stuff that I got from my family, but in a definitely a massive influence. And now as a grown man, I'm also doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Gracie jiu-jitsu. And, and I just came back from uh, the jiu-jitsu lifestyle summit run by uh, Heron and Henna Gracie over there in Torrance. Amazing experience, absolutely mind-blowing. And you just learn to find, if more than anything, peace and how to connect with yourself as well as others that share a similar uh, mindset. I mean, a, a classic example for me is for those that don't necessarily do martial arts or specifically jiu-jitsu, It's all about leverage and using the other person's energy. And a lot of the time you're actually on the floor in a very uncomfortable position and you have to learn to get used to being, you have to learn to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. You have someone sat on you, sweating on you, holding you down, actually more than that, trying to choke you or get you to, uh, <laughs> well, trying to break your arm until you tap, basically. Um, sounds like so the music you, industry. Sounds like the music industry, right? Great preparation. <laughs> So exactly. There are all these actual things, you know, you feel like the world's closing in on you sometimes, you know, when you're struggling to get your music out, out or get a deal or grow what you're doing. And it's, it's, there are so many, so many similarities. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's more for meditation and Zen practice that's, uh, have been influencing my, uh, approach to just life and walk and everything. But I think that there is a lot of connection between martial arts and, uh, practice of mindfulness and uh, and so on so I, i i just feel how it is important to well one thing it is important to have uh, some interests and hobbies outside of music or you may just burn out and i think you mentioned that as well and uh, you you want to get inspired this is what we were just discussing on on the previous uh, podcast with uh, Sius Polinski about uh, just uh, living life because what you will be writing songs about if you don't have don't experience uh, something besides outside of uh, just music walls and what you just said it's I think it's really interesting and insightful about how such a practice uh, such as martial arts can influence uh, your approach to everything you do and uh, maybe people in the music business world and just music need this even more than 
you know, folks in some other less stressful industries. I don't want to say that, you know, there are no more stressful ones, of course, but uh, this is important. We just, uh, we need to be talking more about uh, the uh, well-being in the, in music and for musicians in particular. Absolutely. I mean, in the UK, there are statistics that say about one in five people suffer over the age of 16 suffer from anxiety and depression and it's increased for the creatives and so you're right you know what are we doing to to look at that and loads of people have been coming forward lately sharing that they've had mental health issues and they felt isolated and didn't have the support they needed so it's important especially for those just entering the business to be honest about how challenging times will be and offer ideas about how to deal with it and where to go when they need professional help so um absolutely so what have you been doing you mentioned the social uh projects of yours i may be misinterpreting it a bit but can you share a bit on what you've been doing specifically in the last years in that whole like well-being area yeah for me it started well it, it, it continued with the martial arts you know having an activity away from music that was so much about wellness and mindfulness and so on And just changing, like for me, purse, I always like to just say, look, let's just lead by example and do stuff that we feel is um, going to ripple out and encourage others and then, and also enjoy when that bounces back at, at us. So I, I actually, over the last five years, I stopped, um, stopped eating red meat and then went down to being pescatarian for a couple of years. And at the beginning of this year, I became vegan. I'm just having a plant-based menu. Because for me, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of those people that runs around telling everyone, no, you mustn't do this and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I found it gave me more energy. I was less inflamed. I was less mucousy. And that meant that I could function better and put more into the things that I like to do. And so I've been exploring yoga and meditation. I've been talking to people in, in that world, in those worlds that could reinforce that and i'd love to i'm working on and I'll, i'll keep you posted about this i'm working on a retreat at some point that involves music and wellness in a holistic sense but also in the material sense because all three are necessary in my opinion yeah i'm all ears i want to know about more about that and hey i'm vegan as well so i i hear what you're saying yeah. <laughs> really well now where i can see how we're we're losing a few percent of our listeners right now no uh but Like, it's not about, um, you know, some people still have these uh, stereotypes about the hippie, new agey kind of spiritual movements, while there is, um, like, what we're talking about, about being conscious about environments and making the right choices about what you eat and being mindful and so on. It's so just, uh, it's more real and practical than and importance than ever before and it's just uh, there is no conflict between being great as an entrepreneur musicpreneur being successful in business and you just have to be conscious about your health and your minds and everything else so this is very important so we still need to keep uh, educating people especially in music this is what we're doing right now for example but yeah if you have these kind of initiatives with retreat it sounds amazing i've been thinking about that that we're missing these kind of um events where uh creatives can get to uh together and uh and you know just be educated and uh create but while being also taught how to 
just let go and just focus on themselves. And probably there is something going on in that area, not that I've been researching too much, but I'm really glad to hear that you're working on that. Uh, do send me the link once it's up and I'll mention it to uh, our listeners later on. Absolutely. Beautiful. One last thing and uh, much more pragmatic is uh, uh, something I wanted to ask you about because this is what we talk about a lot on this show. It's related to growth and um, getting your stuff out there and promoting and marketing. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on on marketing the music. So we've been talking about just the the life work balance and uh, just uh, the creative part, which all crucial things. But how have you been approaching the actual process of you know growing your act? This is such a great question, and it's one that we discuss a lot lately. Because there's no one way to do it. But one of the core things that has become apparent to me is the importance of connection and genuinely showing how what we're doing is solving a problem is useful to our potential audience. You know, how is what we're doing creating a tangible impact in the life of whoever listens to our music or goes to our show? Because I feel there's a, not with everyone, but there is, a, there is an element of entitlement that sort of floats about where people think, oh, my band is amazing. I have a great voice. My album's out now. Go and buy it. Well, why? Like, what difference will this make in my life? You know, and we're not entitled to anything. So I always talk about, again, creating connections with emotional intelligence and maturity. So when we're throwing out our messages through social media and so on, uh, what are you giving? What are you giving into a person's situation that's going to make them feel like, you know, I need this? I need this. I want this. I want this person's ideology, this person's energy, this this song, this music, this connection. I need it in my situation. And I think once you sort of figure out what it is, you can then build everything else on and around that. Because the nuts and bolts of if you're using social media or whatever you're using, that will always evolve. And that's easy to learn. But the, the connection bit is what's often missing. Yeah, I'm so glad that you 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 mentioned that at Nuts. Uh just something about the mechanics of it it's not just about how to you know how much to post and so on but the more of a holistic understanding of uh, why you are talking about whatever you are talking on uh, social media and sharing uh, things with others that's a great advice so yeah i do appreciate you sharing that a lot because we once again need to spread the right message here as well uh, when we talk about things like growth and marketing Beautiful stuff. Where our listeners can find more about you and your projects online, if you don't mind maybe even spelling out uh, a URL or two. All the links are in the show notes to everyone listening to us, of course. But yeah, just uh, what are the, the best places to find more about you and the book? Yeah, the book is available at, for in the paperback and Kindle formats via Amazon. How to think beyond the chart position. And I'm one of those people, I like to talk to people. So feel free to just... Hit me up on Instagram even or Twitter at Spoonface1 and um, I'll, you know, I'll respond. I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for sharing all the good things uh, today with uh, us on the Music Growth Talks podcast and looking forward to learning more about your future ventures and projects. Seems like you are working on some really cool stuff, so keep it up. Thank you so much, and once again, I appreciate you inviting me to contribute to the show and keep up the great work. 
Thank you all for listening. Remember to check out all the things we talked about with Spoon, including the Amazon link to the book in the show notes at dotedmusic.com and reach out to him or me if you have any clarifying questions or feedback on anything we covered here. Thanks for listening to Music Growth Talks. If you want to get more exclusive content from me, consider becoming a patron at $1 per month. That's the only support here I have uh, uh, on Patreon currently at patreon.com forward slash Andrew Till next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.